in the crucible with Christ. The important word we read here is with Christ. We all come into crucibles, of course, from time to time in our life. But it's important if you're in the crucible with Christ. Because then you still have hope. There's still something you can hope for. But otherwise, so we will have a close look at people in the Bible, how they managed to get through a crucible with Christ. So that we can get strength and surety and know what to do when we are in such a shadow of death. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to study the theme in the crucible with Christ. Lesson 6. Struggling with all energy. Our memory text. To this end I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerful works in me. Let off Paul to the Colossians in chapter 1, verse 29. The Spirit of Truth. <laughs> From time to time, I've heard that people say that they have prayed in the following way, Oh God, I have such such a problem. I, I, would, I would like to have a bit different character in this and that. Oh God, make me a good person. <laughs> and God wants to do that, but nothing happens. Why so? Yeah, maybe we, we think we just sit there and pray, oh God, make a good person out of me and then a lightning strikes from heaven and everything strikes from heaven and everything is okay. Um, it, it won't work like that. It works in the way as Jesus has described it. When Jesus was together with his apostles after the Last Supper, Jude had already left we find the words in the, in the Gospel of John, in John 16. And there we read from verse 5 onwards. But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you ask me whither goes go you. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. It's good for you. It helps you. How can that help? How can that be good? How can that be expedient? For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. 
And when he is come, he will reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And then in verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. It's too much for them. It's good for you that I go away. Otherwise the comforter would not come. But when I go away, he, I will send it. I will send him to you. The spirit of truth is sent. And that's a great possibility for everything. The divine human combination. And this is Jesus. A divine human combination. And Jesus wants us to succeed by getting the same divine human combination. And we are human, human beings, that's for sure. But a divine combination, divine human combination, yeah, that's possible through the Spirit of God. When you allow the Spirit of God to come into your heart, then you are a divine human combination. When you allow the Spirit to fulfill, to fill your heart, that it is fulfilled what is <laughs> as a plan for you, that you are filled by the Spirit. And... Uh, Epistle to the Colossians, we read in chapter 1, written by the Apostle Paul, in verse 28, whom we preach, namely Jesus, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. This little word, in, is so important in the letters of the Apostle Paul. We, we read that so often. In Christ. Be in Christ. I work and I get the strength in Christ. In relationship with Christ. In close relationship with Christ. In friendly relationship with Christ. In trustful relationship with Christ in loyal relationship with Christ, and so on and on. In loving relationship with Christ. This means being in Christ. Being in a deep, deep, deep-rooted relationship with Christ. Then, this is possible. And he goes on writing in verse 29, Where unto I also labor, striving, according to his working, which works in me mightily. His working, which works in me mightily. This is the secret of the Apostle Paul's power, strength, the divine human combination. He opens his heart for the Spirit, is filled with the Spirit, and therefore he can fulfill 
orders, <laughs> ten hundred people cannot do the work this apostle did alone as a single person, because the Spirit worked it through him. And he opened himself for the Spirit. That's the secret. The disciplined will. <laughs> we read here, one of the greatest enemies of our will is our own feeling. Feeling is one side of the coin. And sometimes we have a feeling and the feeling is, <laughs> is wrong. Some people, they feel, oh, today uh, I do not feel like being able to work. And then uh, I, I feel like staying in bed. That's much better. <laughs> Those will never, ever reach the destination. The Apostle Peter, in his first letter, in the first chapter, in verse 13, he writes, Wherefore, gird up to the loins of your mind. So in those days, with the long dress, you had a girdle in the middle, round the belly, and for walking and for quick walking, you had to, to take these clothes to that you are not so hindered because of the, the long dress. With the girdle, you could put it up a little bit and the girdle held it together. And here, gird up the lines of your mind. Huh, that's interesting, isn't it? The mind. We should gird up the mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ when he comes again in the clouds with all these angels. Hope to the end for the grace. There is something, hope is something special. In the Second World War, when the Nazis ordered to choose to the concentration camps so that they, they came to an end in there. A doctor of psychology had much time. He, he was a prisoner in there as well because he was a Jew. Dr. Victor Franker. And he had a good eye on those around him. He watched the officers and he watched the prisoners. And then he discovered the following. There were strong men, really strong and tall. They died within weeks. And there were weak persons, not, not bears in stature. In stature. They, they were really weak of the bodily constitution. But they survived. And he asked himself, how can it be? 
the strong person, he dies, and the weak person, he survives. And then he discovered the strong person in, in his body, he thought, I will never get out of this concentration camp. I will die here. And it happened like that. And the weak one in body, shape, he thought, when I come out here, then I will do this and that. They had hope. There will come the day when we will get out of this prison. And then I will do the following. And those survived. They had to hope. And Peter says, look for this hope. Jesus will come again. Radical commitment. Jesus says the following words in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 25, verse 29. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out, throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. A medical surgeon just does the same. He cuts your body. Imagine. This is, this is hurting your body. Or if you take a knife and make a cut in your skin and then it's opened up, and he even cut something out of your body. And when you've got cancer, and he cuts out the cancer, and he gets all the cells that are there on this level, then there is a chance to survive. This is the illustration Jesus uses here. It is better the one part that is ill to gorge it out and throw it away. Otherwise, the whole body, the whole body will be thrown into hell. Now, what does Jesus want us to do? What is his plan for us? He wants that we reach the destination, that eternal life in a quality we, we can't even imagine will be with us forever and ever and ever in eternity. And he wants us to reach the goal, this destination. But many people are a hindrance in themselves. So they themselves are the hindrance to get there. Although they want to get there, <laughs> they are a stumble block themselves to get there. And radical action is necessary to come out of that. So the stumble block is put away. We have drifted so far away from God's plans for us. We, we have gone our way according to our selfish will. And we thought, wow, that's good for me. Therefore, I'm going to do this and that. 
And sometime later you discover, mm -hmm. I thought it is good for me, but it was not good for me. It's much easier to listen to God's word beforehand. What is wise and what is not wise. And then act according to this wisdom. It helps you a lot. So that you do not have to experience all the tragic moments people experience in life. The need to persevere. When we read the story of Jacob's wrestling with God in Genesis chapter 32, we see that Jacob is in a troublesome situation. He had left his father-in-law with two wives and eleven sons and daughters and with flocks, a lot of them. And he was afraid of the future. He was about to meet his brother, his firstborn brother whom he had deceived. And he was afraid that his brother would kill him when meeting him. And he was in distress. And therefore he sent some messengers, some servants, to his brother to show him, Oh, hello, I'm coming, I'm your servant, your humble servant, I want to be good friends with you again, and so on and so on. And some presents of the flock, he sent with the servants. And then the servants came back and said, Yeah, he's coming. There, there will be a meeting with you. Your brother is on the way. With 400 men. This message caused much more fear in Jacob's heart. Why is he about to come with 400 men to meet me? What for? What's the use of 400 men coming with him? What is the plan? If there are 400 men with him, the plan can only be attacking me and my company. Killing all the men and taking the wives and the kids and so on. And all the sheep and goats, so he is about to be extinct. Jacob is about to die. And the last night before the meeting, he is so distressed, he, he, he doesn't know what to do, he crosses the river again, the river, and there he wants to be alone with God. He prays and prays and then the hand on his shoulder. He, he feels it. There is a hand on my shoulder. And he starts fighting. And he's thinking that can only be my brother about to kill me. And in the morning when 
the eyesight is a better one because the darkness disappears because of the sun that can be seen coming above the horizon. He sees that it isn't. Isn't he so, my brother? It's an angel. And in his wrestling with God, in this need for perseverance, he says, I won't let you go without a blessing. <laughs> and this is what we need. Being together with God till we are blessed. Summary. In this wonderful book by Alan G. White, Patriots and Prophets, we reach on page 248. In order to receive God's help, what must we do? Man must realize his weakness and deficiency. <laughs> this is the first point. You must realize, I cannot help myself. What else do you, does he have to do? He must apply his own mind to the great change to be wrought in himself. A great change. He must be aroused to earnest and persevering prayer and effort. How? How should this be done? Wrong habits and customs, wrong habits, wrong customs, must be shaken off. I've tried, tried and tried, it doesn't work. It is only by a determined endeavor to correct these errors and to conform to right principles that the victory can be gained. Correction is needed. Conforming to right principles. So you, when you have been used to drinking alcohol and then driving back home, having an accident or being stopped by the police, and then your driving license disappears through the window of the car into the hands of the police and you will never get it again until you have paid and paid and paid, and this after months. And then it happens again and again and you say, Oh Lord, why don't you help me? Conform to right principles. And sometimes we have to think of the time before we start drinking. What happens there? Ah, you, you are on your way entering an inn. So maybe you should prepare not entering an inn. Or when you are in a shop, not filling your basket with gin and other hot drinks. Doing something before. If alcohol is not in the home, you're not able to drink it. If no cigarettes are at home, you're not able to smoke one. We must start long before something happens. If you know, uh, well, I shouldn't eat so much chocolate, then do not buy it in the shop. 
And when you see it in the shop, you must before that scene have it in your mind, today I will not buy it. And when it's not in my home, then I cannot eat it. So you have to be far ahead of the problem. Conform to right principles. Many never attain to the position that they might occupy because they wait for God to do for them that which he has given them power to do for themselves. All who are fitted for usefulness must be trained by the severest mental and moral discipline. And God will assist them by uniting divine power with human 